Hey guys, welcome back to Introverted Opinions. I'm your host, Brian. This week, Haley's also taking this week off due to some personal issues, but this week I do have a special guest. Uh, hi guys, my name is Renee. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't know how to start off my introduction, but um, I'm a junior at AM Commerce, and I was actually one of the people Brian has told a story about in one of the first podcasts. I am an English major, and I'm trying to be a high school uh, English teacher, so hell for most people, but, um, you know, enjoyable for me. <laughs> I didn't know if you wanted me to continue from there. You're good. No. Um, yeah, Renee, I talked about her in the first, maybe the first or second episode with Haley. I don't mm-hmm. remember who. Yeah, I was like, uh, I think it was, a, I think it was the first, like the one after you guys introduced yourselves. Right. Okay. So probably second one. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> but yeah, I we met uh freshman year college, yeah, right? It was like legit the first semester. Right. I think it was like September, October. Yeah, around around that time. And um but you guys know Brian's side of the story, you know, where this extroverted girl just went up to him and <laughs> started uh talking to him and yeah, that's how I make a lot of my friends. So <laughs> from my point of view. I am. I make a lot of like. Uh, I see, when I see people's face, I never forget a face. And mm-hmm. there's this interesting fact that um, there are seven people around the world that look like you. So as soon as I see a face, I always try to match it with somebody else's face, and how it slightly changes compared to the other faces that I've seen before that look the same. Right. So um, being as observant as I am, of course, I look around the room all the time, and then I recognize the same black hat, this black. I had a black Nike hat and a black hoodie that kept popping up, popped up in my um, UCO class, which is a university course. I hated that course. Mm-hmm. And then it also popped up in my math class. And then they tell you a lot of times, like, if you see a familiar face like that, um, always try to make friends with those people, especially in college, because if you guys have the same classes, it'll make an easier and a more friendlier face later on. So I was like, Hey, dude, like, I've seen you, like, we're in this class together, and you're in my math class, too. Um, What's your name? And I, like, I, I, now I feel like hearing it, I feel bad, because I basically, <laughs> kind of, I peer pressured Brian into introducing himself to me, and I, just, like, basically stood up so tall to him, and I'm not even five foot, <laughs> and demanded him to introduce himself to me. But in my defense, it was because I wanted to know if he had a group because I knew that he had just joined the class and I don't like for people to be by themselves. I guess that's what makes me want to become a good teacher is because I can't handle staring at somebody and thinking they need help or that they need something. Mm -hmm. So that's what made me first go up to Brian. And then um, after that, luckily, you know, we we, uh, kept talking and God, I can never get myself to shut up and. I always I could keep on talking for days. Um that's just uh how we met, but um Brian also in the first few episodes talked about his first experience in that class, which we had it was like a business class that nobody signed up for. Nobody told us it was mm-hmm. gonna be a business class. And here we are, all these people who were gonna be behind the scenes having to stand up and do a bunch of businessy things. I don't know. <laughs> the <laughs> class, the class, the class itself was like not 
interesting, but I feel like the professor was a good professor because yeah. like you, you could tell that he knew stuff about business and like he was dedicated towards it. But he kind of like forgot that we're not interested in that. Exactly. Like, <laughs> so all the assignments and it was just so hard to get through. Like what do, what do, what do I care about how much of this business takes off? Like I don't care. <laughs> I care about my English class that I have to get to that actually matters. But he was very, very um, intimidating. Even even now when I see him on campus and stuff, he waves to me and I get nervous because I know I, I didn't, I didn't, um, I wasn't very outstanding in that class, but, but I know during your presentation, you were like kind of winged it and I did feel so bad for you. I was like, man, I just talked to Brian about his project and he says he's not really ready for it. And now he's like one of the first persons up on there because you were like, it was everybody who was solo first. Right. And then it was groups and I had a big group and, um, my group, we kind of winged it. And I remember him first shooting us down, like, no, you did it wrong. <laughs> and we were like, okay, well then backfired and we restarted. And then so um, fun fact about me, I used to want to be a uh, sex ed teacher. So oh, yeah. that gives you a sense of how open I am. <laughs> <laughs> but because of that, I told my group, hey, let's do a sex education course for a bunch of people because it has a bunch of opportunities. So we went along with it, shot with it, and um, but I remember standing up in front of the class. The class had put like sixty people in it. It was a huge class, probably more than that. Yeah, it was. Oh, it yeah, was, probably 60, 70, 80. It was one of those big classrooms. But I was mm. up there in front of the room with like I swear like five other people, and as soon as he asked, "So guys, what's the um what's the opportunity <laughs> here?" It was like a freaking staircase. Everybody turned their head from like, um, hey, Alex. And he's like, um, hey, Robert. Um, <laughs> and they all looked down their way all towards me. Jeez, my heart started to like pound so hard. And I got so nervous. I just had to like pull some answer out of thin air <laughs> and come up with something. But everybody just expected me to like step up and fix the problem, which I did. And I mean, not fully, but um. That's what I don't like about being an extrovert is everybody's like, well, you're great at pushing forward through this kind of stuff. Let's just throw you in there. Right. <laughs> but that's uh, one of my first things like that. Um, I want to like a little ask, a little backstory to that class, like the yeah. main project. I think I explained it, but in case, you know, we all forgot, we had to come up with like a product or a service or something like that that was like beneficial to everybody or like how would you say that um he said like yeah kind of like it had a bunch of opportunities for other people mm -hmm. and so you know their their group did the sex ed course <laughs> and then i did the i came up with like an app it was basically like a ripoff of quizlet <laughs> <laughs> it was called i studied and like i made my own like study apps allegedly i didn't really make it but i designed it and everything and that was that's what my project was solo project yeah, our first one that got shot down was like a coffee shop that was brought in oh, yeah. <laughs> from around the world. And he was like, what's the opportunity? And I guess I completely missed that factor. So I remember that was so embarrassing. That was so <laughs> embarrassing. And then there was this one girl in the class who was just like, always never hesitated to ask, well, how's your project any different? Like every single person. So when she went up there, seriously, everybody, I remember hearing all the whispers like, Oh man, like I can't wait to like crucify her. 
when she gets on that stage. Like everybody was ready to attack this girl. Like I felt bad for her, but she had it coming, trying getting everybody. You know, I don't know if it was her or the professor that asked me that question too. Which one? I remember. Uh, how is your product different than the others in the market or whatever? Because mm-hmm. obviously there's Quizlet, there's you know all these other websites. So I think I was asked that question too. <laughs> it was probably him because when she asked, she was like, well, I already know something that's like your product. So, and she would explain it and then be like, so how is yours different? Right. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, can you just shut up? We're just trying to pass this class. <laughs> but um, I did want to ask Brian, like, um, besides like introverts, like having like extroverts go up to them and make them uh or become friends mm-hmm. how did you how have you made like a friend like gone up to somebody did you ever initiate it or how did you make your first friend basically right like on my like on my willingness yeah um i had to think because usually i usually rely on people to come to me mm-hmm. and that's usually how it goes but i'm trying to think if there was anybody that I went up to and you know that's saying something because I can't remember any of any situation like that okay then what about just first friend <laughs> well my first friend I guess was like back in pre-k so I don't really remember much about that but I mean I, I guess like to be honest when I walked into that class the business class and I saw you know you with your group mm-hmm. y'all would probably be like the last people I would go up to just because I thought I just you know, felt like y'all were like very out there and like y'all were like talking, like extroverted. And that's like, you know, intimidating for a person like me to walk in like on the first day and like try to find a group. So that's why I decided to go solo because I also find it hard to find anybody to talk to. But yeah, I don't remember a situation like that. <laughs> it's because um, cause I'm thinking my, my, my best friend, um, her name is Diana. We met when... Uh, I was, we were in like second grade and mm-hmm. I remember the day we met because I, um, I didn't notice it, but that's how I, my mom knew that I was very outgoing is what she says. Um, I went up to this little girl cause I see her sitting by herself and we're two new girls at this new school and, um, she looks just so sad just sitting there. And I remember going up to her and I was like, Hey, what are you doing? She's like, I'm eating. And then I'm like, do you have any friends? And she's like, no. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm your friend now. <laughs> and I sat next to her and basically like uh, made her go everywhere with me. Like she was my little doll or something. And if I did something, she had to do it too. And and then I didn't like people picking on her. So I would I would actually yell at people and tell them they can't treat her that way. And mm-hmm. um, uh, but yeah, like that's, but that was one of the, First time's that, and um, I guess from what she says too is that she realized I was um a really outgoing person. She didn't. She says that she doesn't think that uh she would be she would have developed or like started speaking up if I hadn't actually gone up and like stood up for her and everything. Right. But, um, that's my first very passive aggressive friendship. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have like this one friend that I'm really close with now. But it was more like through the internet. So like I I guess that happens a lot. I guess in person I rely on people to come to me. But when it's on the internet or like on, you know, Twitter, Instagram like that, I guess mm-hmm. it's not hard for me to initiate a conversation or find a new friend. 
because this one person we I started the conversations and like we're now we're like really close so I guess I initiated that one but that was over you know social media yeah so that I mean, it's just easier yeah I mean even there's a statistical fact that even says like 99.5% of words um, that people text online they would not actually say in person mm-hmm. which uh, I find hilarious and it makes me laugh sometimes <laughs> Exactly. Uh, I know you wanted me to um, kind of say uh, what made me choose commerce. Oh, yeah. Um, well, since I am an open book, you know, no shame, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> I actually went a little uh, cuckoo for a minute, went a little psycho, and found out that the guy, I, one of the guys I had been obsessed with in high school was going to be one of the only guys from my high school to go to commerce. So I actually followed him here and was going to pursue him. <laughs> that was the whole plan. That's a big no-no. It was a big no-no. I should have noticed because the first night on campus, I went to go see him. We hung out, you know, for majority of the night. Mm-hmm. And then he politely asked me to leave. And... um I was like, oh, I mean, I really don't have to. Like, I could just stay the night here. Like, who's going to say anything? Right. And then he said, well, I'm going to be up all night because I just took acid. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) So I was completely, like, bamboozled. And I was like, what? And I just, like, um, when I walked down the hall, went to my dorm, and um, I stayed there. Well, um. But uh, that was that's why I went to commerce, and well, then <laughs> the fact that it had good things like I had to come up with good answers that I could tell my mom why I chose to go to commerce. <laughs> like right. it started off as an education school, which was really good. It was not too far from home, but um, not too close either. Yeah, so those are my reasons to my mom, my mother. So don't tell her otherwise. Makes sense. <laughs> but um But other than that, you didn't have like any other schools? Oh no, I well I was in this program called AVID, which is um it stands for Advanced Via Individual Determination. It's a program in some high schools that helps um students who don't believe that they can make it to college on their own get to mm-hmm. college, like as far as applying for college, seeing campuses, um, providing assistance with paying for SAT, ACT offering a dual whatever classes dual credit classes right um and fixing like a personal growth relationships and everything anyways i loved it throughout high school but um what was the question were were there any other schools oh yeah in that class we actually had applied to 10 different colleges Mm -hmm. and um as our big final project and um I actually got accepted into eight of the colleges I applied to, and then I was on a waiting list for one, and uh, the other one was TCU, so I did not expect to go in. I just wanted to apply for funsies. Um, (laughs) But I actually, yeah, it was pretty close between Commerce, UNT. I thought about going to TWU for a while. Uh, I looked into SFA because it's a beautiful campus. Uh, I almost was in Texarkana. Texarkana did accept me. Midwestern, of course, accepted me as well. Um, of course. 
Yeah, well, and Midwestern is like one of those. I'm sorry for anybody if they're listening, they're listening, and they go to Midwestern, but everybody gets into Midwestern. Like if you don't get into Midwestern, I am highly concerned for whatever you did in high school because anybody gets accepted. I don't know one person that I knew that I was applying for colleges. I think I even knew somebody who didn't even apply and got mm-hmm. accepted. I heard people say that about commerce as well, though. So maybe it was just with a Texas application, because I know with that one, it automatically submits it to some colleges. <clears throat> but um, but yeah, that's so I but through all those, I, it was really back and forth between UNT and um, commerce. And then eventually I wanted the distance and wanted mm-hmm. to not go to a um, I went to R.L. Turner in uh, Carrollton, Texas, so I wanted it to not be another school where hundreds of people I already knew already went. I wanted a fresh start, so that's when I decided and confirmed people really don't know me at Commerce, and so that's where I want to go. New life, you know, new feel and vibe out here. Yeah. So is that one is that one guy still going? No, he um, actually dropped out. <laughs> okay, not surprised. Uh, yeah, not surprising. You know, he's on acid for the majority of the semester. Um, <laughs> yeah, he dropped out. So, but uh, you know, he actually blocked me after I kept telling him happy birthday every year. On my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, we don't talk anymore. <laughs> Wonder what he's up to. I don't know. His girlfriend won't let me see his pages anymore. <laughs> but yeah, for, you know, his uh, safety, won't release his name. Not that he'd ever, you know, look into stuff like this. He's a very um, right. <laughs> different and uh, not uh, determined. <laughs> right. But So um, you said you wanted to be a teacher. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't you know. Wanna, I want no, to go more into that? Yeah, I mean... um. Yeah, I didn't know I wanted to be a teacher until in my senior year of high school, which was really disappointing because I didn't know that there was classes you could take like you took where you could go to like elementary schools and stuff and go and talk to them. Uh-huh. I didn't know there was stuff like that. And I didn't even know they even offered it at my campus. So I was actually really upset. But um, I saw it. You would have yeah. done it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like um, I've just been I've always uh and I, when I, once I realized I wanted to be a teacher, I went back and I realized that I've been tutoring and helping people grow for mm-hmm. as long as I can remember. I mean, one of the first instances I remember teaching somebody is when I was in like um, middle school and my friend Victoria at the time needed help with her. Um, I was in band, play the clarinet. She had problems with the notes. So I went to her house and every day we practiced, practiced, practiced. I taught her the notes. At the same time, I was teaching her mom um, English, how to read English to get her citizenship. But I was always very interested in helping others like uh, like Victoria succeed. And actually, once I finished helping her, she actually surpassed me in the chair arrangement. We were uh-huh. a group of 36 clarinets. Jeez. I was fourth chair. And I was so close. I'm so competitive. I was so close to just being the top three. And um, once our, once she said that she felt like she was confident enough to continue playing on her own without me having to tutor her every day, she actually got into second chair. And she actually, um, which was actually really good. She was better than me. 
And I was actually, I wasn't jealous or upset or I was actually just proud, like so Mm -hmm. happy that she got that far. And um, even now, like when I see the chances and I can do more for others, even if it pushes me back a little, I will. That's just a very sucky thing about me. Like even I took, when I took psychology, oh my gosh, like I loved the class. I love digging into people's brains. But um, I had this one friend, sorority girl. And she made me feel like an introvert because she was just so out there with our sorority sisters and super pretty, just beautiful, blonde, the whole shebang. And mm. I'm just this little tiny thing that walks around with my big old binder. <laughs> and um, she definitely made me feel like Ugly Betty. <laughs> but mm. but um, we, we became really close and we are getting ready for a test, a big exam. And she was like, oh, my gosh, you know what you should do? You should create a Kahoot. And I'm like, you're so right. I should make a Kahoot so we can study and spend more time together and have a fun time studying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I thought it was just going to be me, her, maybe a few other girls. <clears throat> and then I go into class and our professor is at the front saying to the whole class, well, yeah, you guys, you know, the test is coming up. Make sure you get your study groups together. Does anybody want to share their study group information so that others can join? And I'm just like, oh, this is something that people don't do. They don't tell everybody else where they're going to study. This is just something the professor does to be nice. Mm-hmm. Well, then the girl who was uh, my friend stood up and was like, hey, guys, we're going to be at the library at this time. And we're going to be playing Kahoot because she's created a Kahoot for the whole class. Uh- <laughs> and I was like, mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, that's me, the girl who made the the Kahoot. So um, I made the Kahoot, and it was a pretty big show. I mean, that class was 72 kids. And uh, at the end of it, at each session, more, more and more kids kept coming. The first session, 10 kids came. The second session, 15. The, the third one, which was the final one before the test, was 20 to 25 kids showed up to my uh, tutoring session. <laughs> and I actually got a lot of compliments, which actually made me feel really good. Um, I like I brought candy to share and then put in the middle of the table so everybody could like have a snack. Um, I had an email list to send out everybody my study notes, and then the Kahoot game. Of course, I explained why the right answers were the right answers, why the wrong ones were the wrong answers. We looked up answers as a collective uh, group and discussed them, but. Um, the favorite, uh, honestly, at the end of it, it was just this one girl that it took, and her name is uh, Jenny, and she's very introverted and very quiet, but <laughs> she was able to open up to me a lot, mm-hmm. and she actually told me and like hugged me, and she's like, I don't think I would have passed this class without you. She's like, I think I learned more from you than I did the professor, oh. and that is, um, that's why I do it. You know, it's, I'm not a teacher yet, but... um just helping like one person and that one person grow throughout that whole group succeed and um, prosper. That's, that's what I want to do for the rest of my life. So that's a nice story. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I would have been scared. Oh yeah. I was And that if it was like 20 plus people, but then again, it is good practice. Yeah. It was good practice. The only thing that was very intimidating was, um, when the girl who was in the honors college showed up and <laughs> I'm not in honors and um, 
Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm not saying I'm stupid, but I'm an average AB student. You know, I'm not dumb, but, but I'm not yeah. like, the smartest person out there. Right. But this girl, she was gorgeous too. And she was just, she just would be like, well, how come it would be like this? And can you explain it in a different format? And I don't understand why you put this answer there instead of this one. <laughs> and I'm like, Jesus. And at one point actually made me uh, really happy that um, one girl actually said, well, she didn't have to do this. She's doing it out of our own free time. Because mm-hmm. I, I never told them, but for me to make a single Kahoot game for three chapters, it took me about uh, five hours overall to sit there, create, dig through notes, and just to create one game for like a single chapter. And that was outside of everything else that I had to do. But because um, the kids that were, there were some few kids that would just walk in, get my review, and then walk out. So once those kids didn't show up, I told the whole group like, hey, this isn't a required course. I don't get paid for this. I don't get anything for this. <laughs> so um, if you're here, you're here to learn. I don't want you here. If you're just going to sit here on your phone, I will ask you to leave. I think that's the only thing that I like about being is um, an extrovert is that I will stand up once I reach my limit and be like, all right, this is not okay. You got to stop it. I think I've done that quite a few times, especially... Mm-hmm. Like um, with my like, like if I ever saw you, someone just completely mistreat you, I swear my mom calls me and my sister Chihuahuas because we're <laughs> little, but we bark so loud and we're so aggressive sometimes. But I cannot stand like the sweetest people, the nicest people, being um tre- mistreated. So, and that's something I've always um misliked. So, yeah. That is definitely a good thing for me being a teacher as well, because I won't tolerate any bullying like that in my classroom. That's nice. That's good. <laughs> you know, that reminded me when you we were talking about your Kahoot. I guess, yeah. yeah, when we were we were in another class together, sophomore year, we were in or was it sophomore or the second semester? I don't know. But we were in history. Oh, yeah, it was the next semester. Was it still freshman year, though? Yeah, it was still, the, it was still freshman year, but it wasn't the following semester. Okay, so yeah, spring semester, we were in history. And then, like, before big tests, me and Renee, or Renee and I would meet up in the library, not the library, but the cafeteria, uh-huh. and she would have made these, you know, flashcards. And <laughs> I know I wouldn't have gone that far because, you know, I'm not that dedicated, or I, I, I'm just lazy, basically. <laughs> but, I, you know, it was nice to have Renee there, and she actually, she really did help. Those those flashcards really did help because without that, I'm sure I would have been panicking the day before or the day of the test. But because of that, I felt like I did, you know, better than I would normally do. Yeah, I think I remember the um when I wrote down the big points for our essay mm-hmm. and like we did them as flashcards and remembered what we were going to talk about for each one. And then afterwards, we met up after class after we wrote our essay part. And then you're like, oh, yeah, and then this one part. And I was like, crap, I knew I forgot something. Right. <laughs> and it was it was a one flashcard I'd been pressing about. But um, oh, but I'm all for that. Like that's um, I like uh, intensively studying like that. I like the gaming. The gamings have always um, I like interactive learning games. But I did when I was doing that tutoring session, there was one girl. <laughs> she always made me laugh because she says, I'm a psychology major and I don't understand any of this. <laughs> <laughs> But um, what was I saying? 
the girl and the tutoring. Oh, she told me that um, she could hear the that dun 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 dun. You know, oh, the little that's... Texas song. I think mean, you're you're singing Jeopardy. Or was it the Jeopardy song? <laughs> the cahoots. Oh. Uh... What's the cahoots? How does it go? I don't know. Well, why the the cahoot one? She asked me whenever I first pulled up the game. She's like, "Can you turn off the sound?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, sure." And she's like, "I'm sorry, it's just that the um, the music." <laughs> yes. <laughs> she says the music brings me back um, major anxiety. She's like, it just makes me super anxious. And I was like, oh yeah, and I'm I'm not here to make you anxious or mm-hmm. uncomfortable. So I turned off the sound. And then the, one of the the honors girl came in and was like, well, I want the music on. I was like, well, sorry. Well, this makes some people nervous, so we're not going to have the sound. I don't care for the sound. Yeah, I, li- I like the sound. <laughs> but um, my uh, teaching, um, I mean, I'm, I'm, oh, oh my gosh. Do you remember that uh, cup camp? What was it? Cup camp. Like it was uh, like during the almost the first few days before classes actually start on campus. And there's a bunch of events that you're supposed to go to to get to know people. Mm-hmm. Was it like before that? freshman year? It was before the semester actually started. And it was like you could sign up for it. And there was like there's events going on at the rec center oh, and student okay. center. I think I was in margin bin at the time. So I probably had like practice and rehearsal. rehearsal. So we weren't like really allowed yeah. to do that. <laughs> Not that we weren't allowed, but we were already busy. I think. Yeah, um, that day, um, I don't know if you've ever seen um, Mean Girls, but um, there's a part where she says she has, the girl has a, main character has a yes. word vomit. And I swear I had <laughs> word vomit that day. I did. Uh, there was, um, of course, I, I made my first partner pretty quickly. Her name was uh, Sophie, and we realized that our parents were from the same area, so we just kind of clicked and uh, laughed at everybody else walking around us for fun. <laughs> and then we ran into these other two girls, um, Jenny and Aileen, and uh, they were really nice, and Aileen actually dragged Jenny over to where Sophie and I were sitting at the table that they were giving like mm-hmm. dinner at. Because me being the blabbermouth I, I am... Um, I was giving this table of 10 people my whole life story, the whole drama that was going on in my life at the time. And I, for the for the life of me, I have no idea why. But I just know I just kept going on. And I was like, hey, guys, this is a girl that we don't like. She's my cousin's ex. And I was packing around pictures of my cousin's ex just around the table and telling them why we mm-hmm. didn't like her. And Aileen actually told me later on, she's like, she's like, I actually heard you talking so much that that's what made me go there and sit at the tables because you were so <laughs> interesting. I was like, oh, God. And I go back and I reflect on that. And I just think about there was this one girl who sat directly across the table from me. And we had the same name. Well, my, my first name's Teresa. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll get into that in a minute. But so her name was Teresa, too. And the look on her face, she just looked so disappointed and unamused. I think she made me nervous. I think I like was curious, like, why isn't she interested in me? Like, I should be super interesting. My life is a 
series of unfortunate events. A telenovela. Exactly. All my friends tell me, just write it down and sell it to Telemundo and get a <laughs> freaking money for the telenovela that could come out of it. Yeah. And even writing, I tried writing it. Even writing it, I can't get it all straightened out. There's so much crap that's happened. But um, but there was a, that girl and I, I never asked her why she looked at me the way she did, but I will never forget her face and her, her staring at me. <laughs> but um, the Teresa story, I know I'm talking a lot about myself, but... Uh, no, you're good. I quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> but... um. Funny story, you know, I was born and every time I meet people, usually my close friends call me Renee, besides that it's in a formal known as a Teresa. But um, I asked my mom too, I'd be like, hey mom, like how come you don't call me Teresa and I go by Renee instead? She's like, well, first of all, because your Renee is still your name, it's your middle name. I'm like, this is true. And true. <laughs> this is true. And the other reason she would tell me, she's like, well, when I was pregnant with you, she said, I had already had two other girls. And me and your dad were for sure that this one was going to be the boy. And I was like, me. And she's like, yes, you. You were going to be the boy. She's like, I was so for sure your name was going to be Gable Renee. She's like, and all my sisters were telling me that I was going to have a girl. And I was like, nope, this one's a boy. I can feel it. This one's a boy. So my tia Teresa walks up to her and she's like, look at that. That's my mom's name. Um, she's like, I, you want to make a bet? She's like, I am 100% sure that you're going to be having a girl. <laughs> and my mom's like, well, I know for a fact you're wrong because there is no way I'm having another girl. God already gave me two. This one is a boy. So... Um, so, my, so then my tia goes, okay, well, fine. Pure for so for sure about it. How about we bet her first name or the baby's first name? And my mom's like, okay. I mean, it won't make any difference because not having a girl. Mm -hmm. So I go, okay. So my tia Teresa says, if you have a girl, she gets my first name. And mom's like, okay, well, her name um, is going to be Gabriel Renee because it's not going to be a girl. So they shook on it finally. And then they wait, you know, I'm embirthed. And uh, I'm a girl. So <laughs> my mom loses the bed and uh, they write on paper, Teresa Renee. But my mom never really considered Teresa as my name. My name, And I would go back and ask her, hey, mom, if you never made that bet, what would my name be? And she says, Gabriella. <laughs> I'm like, Gabriella, which is seriously inconvenient because I've never met a single Gabriella that I actually liked. Like just all the Gabbies that I've met just somehow end up disappointing me it sounds toxic gabby gabby the name just sounds toxic <laughs> but i was a gabby i basically was a gabby mm -hmm. but i'm not but instead i'm Teresa. and in my in spanish my name sounds so aggressive teresa rene marquez teresa <laughs> yeah teresa like if anyone ever watches telamundo and watches the telenovela Teresa, Teresa, the yeah. one who Teresa is always the evil one. She's the one in the background that is pushing somebody down the stairs. She's so vicious. Or is, exactly. Or is cheating on her husband with the man who cleans their stables or something. <laughs> She's never the good person. So I told my mom, like, either way, 
I'm cursed with this evil first name because, um, like I said, just Teresa is just always the bad person. Like you never hear. Well, I've gotten Mother Teresa a few times, but um, mm-hmm. that's because I'm I'm very um, motherly. But uh, besides that, it's um, never Teresa unless professionally. Like professors. <laughs> yeah, like professors, and even then, I'm like, oh God, you mean me? Yeah, that's me. <laughs> But um, I really, I, I actually had to start that. I, I actually did a big fib in college with uh, the whole name thing. Mm-hmm. I guess Sarah. when I was this, when I was about to graduate high school, I was always wondering like, oh, it'd be cool to like go by a different name in college and, you know, start fresh. Because yeah. like, like your school, there was only, there would only be like three or four other people from Crandall. Mm-hmm. And even now, like, you know, the Haley the other co-host she's from crandall and there would be like two other people that i knew and that's it and so you know i was like nobody else is gonna know like my name is brian so <laughs> i was gonna go by my, my middle name manuel or manuel manuel but i just i didn't go through with it i don't know why <laughs> it'd be cool yeah. though i mean i i wish i would say i thought about it as a change of um identity mm-hmm Really, I thought about the special rule because I was being really petty. <laughs> and I just um, had this really close friend. And um, I just got, I get really good vibes. I'm really good at reading vibes from people. And she just gave off. She talked to me really, this girl talked to me in a really high pitch and seemed very sweet. But I got a really ugly shady mischievous vibe from her <laughs> and i'm like ain't no way we're becoming friends sorry like i know you're really not supposed to do that but um i do because i trust my gut yeah if your gut says something if my gut's like devil i'm i'm gonna stay away <laughs> <laughs> so so anyways I found out that um, without being introduced or not knowing anything about me, she wanted to talk about me like she was one of my closest friends and kept saying, oh, well, Renee this. Oh, Renee seems so great. Hold on. I forgot to knock at the door. Mm -hmm. Sorry. (laughs) You're good. Okay. um, What's saying? Okay. Oh, the girl. Okay. Mischievous girl. Right. Um, She was using my name and like saying just as if she actually knew me and I kind of got offended because I didn't want somebody who I didn't want to know me to know me Mm -hmm. so then I told my friend um that if he was going to talk about me to her he had to tell her my name was Teresa so that I knew that she was not the girl that I wanted to talk to and because I told that to one that friend he told it to all of our other little our little clique Mm-hmm. And now every single time they each just ask me, so Teresa or Renee, and I prefer Renee, but um, I can't go back on that word now. <laughs> it's too late. It's already it's already settled in. <laughs> Bless you. Sorry, my dog sings. <laughs> yeah, I was asking Renee before the podcast if I should call her her Renee or Teresa. <laughs> I was like, oh, you can call me Renee. Like Brian, Brian knows me. <laughs> Like I've um, I'm completely inappropriate. I should not be sitting next to parents. I mean, adults love me, but um, 
<laughs> sometimes I just, I don't know. It's like my brain has a word vomit and I just say whatever comes to mind. I'm, I'm basically Michael Scott. Mm-hmm. If, From the office. Yeah. <laughs> office. Like just randomly sitting there. I mean, I mean, I make some pretty like sometimes it's racial. Sometimes they're just sexual, just inappropriate, just inappropriate jokes. Mm-hmm. I think they're hilarious because it's always at the wrong time. But um, I mean, they usually are hilarious. I mean, if somebody else laughs and I consider it hilarious. <laughs> like even um, I'm trying to think if there's like one that stood out. I mean, there was me and my friend Jenny were sit, or I have a, a house and I have like three roommates. My friend Jenny and I are sitting next to each other working. And we hear our other roommate, Alex, talking. We weren't really listening to him. He's cooking in the kitchen, and then he goes, something, something, um, go back to the country where he came from. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and I said, um, I was like, said every white person ever. <laughs> it was really, really dark humor because the whole the build the wall and the MAGA and everything. But in a house full of kids who are Hispanic, we like me and Jenny just started dying laughing because I didn't mean anything by it. I just thought it was a perfect time to just slide something completely inappropriate, just out of the blue, just in there. And um, and we, we got a big hoot out of it, <laughs> but it was really dark. <laughs> Shout out to Jenny. <laughs> Jenny, yes, who's extremely introverted and very she, she she is she she has a problem telling people no so she is somebody that i would stand up and be like jenny's saying no you can't tell her yeah (laughs) i think i did that to my roommate i did my roommate um brenna Uh Uh, i love brenna sweetest thing and i went to meet her band friends for the first time oh gosh and I found, and they're a bunch of guys and a few girls, but they kept addressing her um, like, oh, hey, like, you dumb, I'm sorry, explicit, but you dumb <laughs> bitch, like, hey, bitch, or stop being a bitch or being such an emotional bitch. And I could not tolerate it anymore. I was like, what did you say? And she's like, no, it's okay. You don't have to say anything. <laughs> I'm like, no, it's not okay. Do you not know how disrespectful that word is to one? I'm like, no. I'm like, I'll be damned if they're going to sit here and disrespect you in front of me like that. I'm like, do they know that that's not okay? And, uh, but anyway, but after that, they, they stopped, like stopped saying the word around me completely. They stopped calling her names like that. But, um, I will not tolerate <laughs> things like bullying. that. <laughs> I, no bullying. God, I, I, my sisters bullied me. I didn't like it. And I'm not going to let anybody else around me be bullied. Oh, you mean your twin sister? Oh, yes. Uh, we are complete <laughs> opposites, and she is everything I am not. I am everything she is not, and um, <laughs> uh, and I'm the good one, and she is uh, the bad one. So <laughs> we are three years apart, and people say we are twins. So, and she is just, she is, I don't need, sometimes I feel like I don't need to do extra stuff because she's done it all. <laughs> It's a question. Mm-hmm. So you say you say proudly you're an extrovert. Yeah. Or is anybody in your family, are, are they all, all the same? Or is there people that like 
kind of totally like you said your sister's like the opposite of you is she an introvert um it's complicated i mean um or is she a both i guess she's kind of both because we are all my whole family is very lively very extrovert full of extroverted people mm-hmm. i have two cousins who are introverts and um they don't come around to family events as much because my family is not very nice to very quiet people. <laughs> not in a really mean way, but more like, hey, why are you sitting in that corner by yourself? Hey, you should talk more. Hey, what's oh, going on? <laughs> it's um, a bunch of, you know, you get bombarded with questions after question after question. Mm-hmm. So um, that's why my introverted friend Diana, I don't bring her around to a lot of family events because it's very much, hi, Diana, how are you? I'm good. Do you want anything to drink? No, thank you. <laughs> that's, that's it, that's, it. Yeah. that's the end of the conversation but my extroverted friends it's my extroverted friends get like all the family tea and they're like yo this lady's crazy and i'm like yeah i know <laughs> and there's just my family is so explicit so extremely open i mean even my my mom can be pretty overwhelming by herself um because I'm even there was this my my cousin uh, didn't always have the best taste in girls and he thought it'd be a bright idea to bring her over to a big family gathering and my mother had already been under the influence for quite a while mm-hmm. and goes up to this girl and straight up ask ask her she goes so what kind of birth control are you on <laughs> and the girl's like oh no no we don't do stuff like that and my mom's like mm-hmm. yeah okay <laughs> sure I mean how how would you feel if someone just came up and was like, just asked you such an explicit question, right. such an intimate question, you know, personal and, question. <laughs> yeah. Like that's not a general question. That's not how, you know, hi, how are you? You know, that's how you start a conversation. <laughs> not what kind of birth control are you on? <laughs> right. But I didn't even, I wasn't even there. I heard about this at school because apparently this girl went around saying that my mom was her favorite and it was super nice. I'm like, that's a lie. So my mom's not nice when you first meet her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, but that's just but yeah, my family is very, very open. We're very open about our lives. Um very extroverted. Um, but with the introverts, I do always ask them, hey, if you bring anybody quiet around, you better tell them, you know, when you walk into a Hispanic household, you say hello to everyone, you do your round, and you say goodbye to everyone once you leave. If yeah. not, you're considered very highly rude and um, they will shun you yep. and give you ugly looks the next time you come around. You know, now that you say that, I realize that my family is also like that. Not like my immediate family, but like my aunts and uncles. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I, you know, because I am like the introvert of the family, I feel like, I feel like, yeah, I feel like out of everybody, I feel like I'm the most calm, quiet one. Mm-hmm. And I do get a lot of, why aren't you talking? And why aren't you talking? Or like, speak up. Or like, oh, everybody slow down so Brian can talk. And like, you know, they don't know that I don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> or they don't know that I like, I don't like that. Like, it's it's not helping my situation here. Yeah. It's, it's, um, but um, yeah, it's a Mexican household. <laughs> you got to be family, family, very family oriented. Even um, my cousin Nicholas, like my mom's always been the wild, like one of the wild ones. My mom has their my mom's like got six siblings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's four girls and two boys. And so um but she her and the older her older sister are the crazy ones. 
and um, my cousin Nicholas is, I grew up with him and he's like my BFF cousin. Everybody's got that one cousin that they go to. Yeah. <laughs> and he's that cousin for me. And um, my mom would always like, anytime he bends over, she would like spank his butt or something. And he'd be like, hey, you know, <laughs> or he'll just be there and sitting all quietly. And he's a big, um, he uh, basically lives with Mary, Mary Jane herself all the time so mm. usually quiet out of it and you know but so they're always slightly picking on him but he goes in like grabs a beer and then like walks out and goes to his room or something because the family stuff usually happens at his house so mm. he just goes that's what the quiet people do in our family they just hide in a room so that nobody else finds him but um the extroverts yeah we um uh, we have fun like we play um Pictionary every Christmas, and mm-hmm. my mom likes to get drunk and just yell penis at every answer or every question. <laughs> so, so if anyone's ever met me and wondered what's my obsession, what's up with my obsession with penises, uh, I get it from my mother. <laughs> we'll have to play, we'll have to play Pictionary one day. Oh yeah, I mean I'm really, but I'm actually a really good actor. I I, I did do improv in high school, so. Mm-hmm. But, um, oh, there's a really um, sad story about uh, I actually been testing how extroverted I am. And so I've sang karaoke in a bar full of people that I don't know. And um, my heart was racing. Luckily for me, the owner was drunk enough to take the mic from me and sing the song herself, <laughs> <laughs> which was an experience itself. <laughs> But um, what else have I done? I've gone and done that. Oh, but um, my high school senior year, I decided not to do drill team because I didn't want to wake up at 6 a.m. I wanted to sleep in. <laughs> so I didn't do drill team. So then I thought I'd do the musical because why not? Anybody can audition for the musical. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know at the time, but um, uh, during the middle of my audition, it was Little Mermaid. And they call my name and I hear my heart pounding, I swear, through the sides of my ears and I'm shaking uncontrollably and I freeze. And I lose track. The song plays. I skip the entire song. I miss the singing portion and I start crying in a room full of six other people who are auditioning and the judges themselves. And um, I didn't realize it, but that was actually one of my first um, anxiety attacks that I've had weird an extrovert with anxiety don't know how it happens mm-hmm. it just does um but what actually really comforted me was this girl who was standing next to me she was younger than me she had to be like a freshman or sophomore a red poofy ponytail her name was julia and i'm standing there crying and trying to like not make a fool out of myself more than i already had and she grabs my hand and she just holds it and she's like, it's okay, it's okay. And she's shaking it, reassuring me that it's it's not the end of the world. And that is one of the best feelings that um, I've ever felt to be comforted. And that's one thing that I wish I could do for other people all the time is just comfort them. Mm-hmm. So that, that was, um, that's something that, so I'm try, still trying to test my boundaries and see how far I can go. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I have to, 
practice in that field. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's very hard and awkward for me to comfort somebody. Yeah. But, you know, like, like she just held your hand and just said, you know, it's gonna be okay. That's like, sounds easy. Yeah, it sounds easy. But for we didn't know each other. I didn't know her name. She didn't know my name. She just knew what number I was for the audition. And yet she decided to get scoot close to me and hold my hand. Mm -hmm. until it was her her turn to audition and that meant that meant everything at the time I I didn't think like I forget how so like humane people can be sometimes and I'm I'm so happy that I can still like experience like the smallest little things that people don't think that are that important it's literally takes one person just stand up for somebody else and that is what I try to do. Mm -hmm. No, I understand that too. Cause I've had, you know, I've, I've had that happen and I've told the story about it, you know, when I became drum major. Yeah. Like the, the head drum major when mm -hmm. I was a junior came up to me and asked if I wanted to be a drum major. And she said that I would be probably a good one. You know, that, that little moment, like kind of like sparked yeah something. I was like, Oh, like maybe I can do this. Like you're like, oh my gosh, yes, yes, yes. And you work so hard doing it. And you get on stage and you do it. And you're like, I can't do this. <laughs> and then you do it. And then it's such a, like a great feeling to, you know, just release. I mean, e even, even right now, like, um, during all these times, it's really, it's really nice sometimes to just hear very sentimental and emotion felt stories. Um, like even I got a little emotional the other day. Um, so I've been dating this guy for, two years his name is christian and i'm currently yep. <laughs> in lockdown with them right now on day 10 hopefully i get cleared monday um but um his brother we were collaborating on christian uh christmas present and he's like well he wants the ps5 so i got him one and this dude pulls out the ps5 that is like unavailable everywhere from his closet and it's like yeah um yeah i spent like this much money on it and I was like, do you want me to pay half of you for it? Because I understand, you know, money is tight all the way around and I wouldn't mind going halfway with you. Mm -hmm. And he completely shocked me with his response. And it was so heartfelt. He says, um, he's like, he's like, oh, no, 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 no. He's like, this is the first time that I can, I'm able to spoil my brother and do something for him and get something for him the way that he always has me. Mm -hmm. so i i want to spoil my brother with this and i'm going to do a scavenger hunt where he's going to run around the house and go to different rooms and then he's going to end up in his room and find it set up and i thought that was like i mean i'm an english major majority of english majors are either romantics or still like into thrillers or something but yeah. I <laughs> okay True. So of course that <laughs> was like i was like oh my gosh like that is like, I forget it because I, I wasn't born into money. I have had to work. But um, but I forget sometimes that feeling of, like, self-accomplishment when you can do things for others and then you do do them and you don't do them out of expecting anything except for seeing their expression on their face and bringing them joy. I mean, maybe it does make you feel better and that's the thing that you're looking for, but I don't believe that people know that. I believe that happens subconsciously. We just know that we like seeing people and we like making other people happy. Yeah. 
But um, that's something sweet that happened during this time. Is he obsessed with the PS5 now? Well, let's see, he's got an Xbox and he's got a PS5 and um, he's been playing the Spider-Man Miles game, whatever. He already finished the story mode. He's been downloading other <laughs> games on it to get back on it. But um, once the semester officially starts, he works on the weekends and then he um, he does schooling during the week since he's an engineering major. It's a ton of math. Mm-hmm. So... But um, for now, he's obsessed with it until he'll get his breaks and stay up till 2 a.m. playing. Mm-hmm. And uh, he almost, he tried to get me to have a Switch, but I told him I wouldn't play it. And if I got it, it would be for him, not for mm-hmm. me. <laughs> I try to get the Oculus, which is that virtual reality gaming system thing. Oh, yeah. But um, I don't think he wants it anymore since now he's got the PS5. <laughs> so, but yes, he's obsessed with it <laughs> tell him to play fortnite with us <laughs> fortnite he doesn't play fortnite he plays <laughs> fortnite. <laughs> fortnite i know alex the our other roommate plays fortnite like he plays um rocket league on the xbox um I can't say it right it's like he used to play red dead red dead detention red dead Did- Redemption. Red Dead Redemption. Uh-huh. There Red you go. Dead Redemption? Is that what uh-huh. it is? Yeah, Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, whatever, that game. He used to play that a lot. Now he plays, um, they're playing For Honor for a while. And um, there's another game, something. It's like zombies, but it's like On Guard, on guard or On God or something. About like yeah. the... I don't know, some type of apocalypse <laughs> one, like Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. But um, he's been playing that a lot, too. All right, well, we're already an hour in, so I know this is going to be a pain in the butt to I'm edit so later. <laughs> so we'll probably end it. Yeah, no, you're good. I, I, it's, it's more entertaining to have longer episodes. Anyways. But yeah, I think we'll end it there. We could also always do like another part two. For another yeah. week or something because I, I feel like we could we still have more to catch up on oh yeah you could definitely you guys could definitely call me in um i'm an open book so if you guys mm-hmm. have anything that you guys ever wanted to talk about or just um get my opinion on i mean i'm that friend that usually everybody goes to when they want a upfront straight up opinion non-biased most of the time <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe maybe we can get keelan on another oh, episode yeah. and just be the three of us you should do like a live game one day and then like a manga Ooh. Ooh. well if we could yeah if we could play like <laughs> some game on like online like pictionary or like among us like you said mm-hmm. that'd be fun yeah we could do that okay well <laughs> uh thank you for um having me um your hands uh all <laughs> cdc guidelines <laughs> don't mm-hmm. forget- yeah, she speaks from experience. COVID sucks. I mean, thank God I never <laughs> lost my taste, and I've been able to enjoy all the food. But, um, mm-hmm. but still, it's uh, sometimes it gets really ugly. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. And we thank you for listening. We hope you have a great day. Bye. Bye.